SCP-1547 A Mother's Love Object Class Keter Special Containment Procedures Mobile Task Force Sigma-8 Vincero is to locate the area in which SCP-1547-A is currently manifesting. All civilians are to be removed from the area under the guise of a public safety issue and questioned. Unaffected civilians may be released after being treated with Class C amnestics. Affected civilians may be detained until SCP-1547-D manifests or treated with the Class B amnestic. SCP-1547-A is to be engaged with lethal force until it demanifests. No other containment procedures are necessary. Update. As of June 2003, no use of force is allowed against SCP-1547-A. Protocol Petrushka, devised by Dr. Razak, has been outlined below instead. Current containment protocol under Protocol Petrushka must be followed. Civilians in 1547 Psi may be detained only during the day and in direct sunlight. Under no circumstances is Mobile Task Force Sigma-8 or other non-D-Class personnel to interact with SCP-1547-A or 1547-Psi during the nighttime. Failure to conform to Protocol Petrushka will lead to containment breach. All testing done to SCP-1547 must be submitted for approval to Director Jethro and Dr. Razak. Protocol Petrushka after positive identification of an SCP-1547 manifestation, the appropriate number of D-Class personnel, footnote 1, approximately half the number of affected civilians, part of 1547 Psi, is to be escorted from the nearest available site by Mobile Task Force Sigma-8 to the location where SCP-1547 is closest. The D-Class personnel should fail the whale test, a score less than 45. The selected D-Class personnel must not be given any plastic or metallic tools, but protective gloves and headgear are allowed. D-Class personnel with physical disabilities should be encouraged to join. At night, the allotted D-Class personnel should be allowed to join the 1547 Psi group. Mobile Task Force Sigma-8 should keep close observance of SCP-1547-A and 1547 Psi, but must not directly interfere during the nighttime. Civilians should be detained and brought to the nearest Foundation safe house for medical attention during the day if possible. However, no more than three civilians are allowed to be removed each day. Current Status A successful application of Protocol Petrushka has extended the manifestation for 245 days. It is expected to last until May 2018. Mobile Task Force Sigma-8 is to remain on high alert as Protocol Petrushka terminates. Description SCP-1547 is a phenomenon associated with various Southeast Asian islands, in particular Sulawesi, 38% of recorded cases, and Borneo, 26% of recorded cases. An SCP-1547 manifestation refers to the appearance of SCP-1547-A. A few days after the conclusion of the last SCP-1547 event, SCP-1547-A would manifest to a group of people, hereby referred to as targets. No correlation has been found between different targets, and the largest recorded instance affected 354 individuals. It is not known whether there exists a limit. SCP-1547-A is a vaguely humanoid entity of variable appearance. Witness interviews and field reports describe the entity to be approximately 2 meters tall and covered in black fur. Other than a pair of vaguely canine eyes, 
there are no discernible facial orifices or features. While SCP-1547-A has been observed to walk using bipedal movement, it more notably has been found to possess displacement abilities and would use this ability to evade physical damage. If SCP-1547-A is unable to avoid the physical damage without leaving the area that it has manifested in, such as the case of fire or extensive artillery assault, SCP-1547-A would demanifest. No attempt at tracking has been successful, as it has evaded all forms of physical contact. SCP-1547-A also seems to avoid sunlight, mainly manifesting at night and would hide out of sight during the day. SCP-1547-A is capable of a minor hallucinogenic or compulsion effect. However, the effect is weak enough that persons that score 70 or higher on the whale scale, 1.6% of global populace, or have undergone Rager anti-compulsion training are able to withstand its effect. Subjects that are unable to withstand the compulsion effect of SCP-1547 reports a visual hallucination where they invariably see a tall wooden structure. During an SCP-1547 manifestation, subjects that are unable to withstand the hallucinations and compulsions, now designated as 1547 Psi, will attempt to construct and build the structure, which is believed to serve as an altar. No two structures have been found to be the same, though repeated motif have been seen if an SCP-1547 manifestation is interrupted. At the completion of the structure, the majority of the 1547 Psi population typically would fall unconscious. Footnote 2. Typically at this point, civilians in the 1547 Psi population could be safely retrieved and revived, usually needing to be treated for malnutrition and dehydration. Except in rare occasions. Any remaining 1547 Psi members that did not would usually assist SCP-1547-A, who would usually use the structure for an unknown ritual that typically concludes with the death of SCP-1547-A, or sometimes a 1547-Psi instance. See Addendum 1547-1, Recorded Manifestations, for more information. If the ritual is allowed to finish, it does not appear to have an immediate effect. However, in a few hours, all nearby plant life, in particular angiosperms, would start to wilt and wither. No plant species have been able to survive. The effect is irreversible at this point, and in the affected area, no plants have been able to grow. However, the anomaly does not affect animals or fungi. However, total destruction of local plant populations has devastating effects to the local ecosystem, and therefore local fauna populations invariably either die of starvation or migrate to unaffected areas. The area affected has an observed range up to 25 kilometers, diminishing as it gets further from the origin of SCP-1547. Civilians that were affected by SCP-1547 and joined 1547-Psi groups after medical attention will be typically able to recall their activities during their influence under SCP-1547, but extensive interviews were inconclusive. Civilians typically display no lasting effects other than a significant change in diet and a marked disdain for agricultural activities. Addendum 1547-1 Recorded Manifestations Manifestation 1 Location Serkin and Sarawak, a group of eight men working as farmhands and living together. Length Estimated to be seven days. Context Earliest known manifestation. It is unknown how many times that SCP-1547 has manifested before this, but it is believed to be no more than three times. 
The Foundation was not alerted at the time of a possible anomaly. The record was obtained after the involved civilians were found unconscious around the structure that they have built, and constructed based on police interviews and evidence. Description. A large fig tree was stripped of its bark and all the leaves removed from the branches. A circular trench, approximately 5 meter radius, 2 meters deep, was dug around the tree, and all the removed leaves were placed inside the trench. The eight men then stood at equal distance from each other around the circular trench and urinated simultaneously, then fell unconscious. As this was constructed from interview post-event, no record of what happened afterwards is available. Estimated affected area, approximately 1.5 kilometer radius. Manifestation 2. Location. Near Epil on Mendanao, to a village of approximately 30 people. Length. Two days. Context. One member of the village had a whale score of 92, meaning she was able to resist the effects of SCP-1547 and notify relevant authorities. In her testimony to the police, she indicated that she was horrified by the sudden compulsion that her friends and family had, and drove to the nearest village after a few hours of attempting to wake the villagers. Foundation notified of possible anomaly, but this account was similarly only available after civilian interviews and police reports. Description. Several Battelle nut trees were dug up and arranged in a square array shape in an empty school soccer field, 5 by 5 meters, with each square approximately 5 meters wide. At each section, a small pyramid of Battelle nuts were made in the center, aside from the center square, where a square hole was dug approximately 3 meters deep and filled with water, tainted red from Battelle nut juice that the villagers produced by chewing on Battelle nuts, then spitting it into the hole. SCP-1547-A was then observed submerging itself into the hole, after which the villagers fell unconscious. Estimated affected area, approximately 3 km radius. Manifestation 5 Location A seaside settlement to four people, located near Sengoma. Length 3 days Context First time observed near a large body of water. Description Several driftwood branches were tied with vines into an impromptu raft, where SCP-1547-A drifted out to sea. It is then observed to break the raft apart and sink. Notably, SCP-1547 does not seem to affect the seaweed in nearby waters. Estimated affected area, approximately 20 km radius. Manifestation 12, location. A milk fruit orchard in southern Sulawesi, affecting three workers. Length. Ended after six hours. Foundation intervention prevented it to finish. Context. First time Foundation deliberately stopped SCP-1547 from completion, due to the devastating effects. While the teleportation was documented earlier, this manifestation overturned a previous hypothesis regarding SCP-1547-A's re-manifestation. Description. Fruits were gathered and crushed using rocks. Then the resulting pulp was carefully laid out on a flat stretch of road in a zigzagging pattern. Foundation agents intervened at this point and detained all 1547-sized civilians. SCP-1547-A demanifested and remanifested in an apartment complex in Jakarta. Estimated affected area? Not applicable. Manifestation 13 an apartment complex in Komatjati, in eastern Jakarta. Length, 3 hours.
Context. Foundation failed to prevent ritual from completion. Description. Not applicable. Estimated affected area. Approximately 3 kilometer radius. Addendum. 1547-2. Letter from Dr. Razak. To Director Jethro. I believe that based on our blissfully rare interactions with SCP-1547, we are posed with a unique dilemma. SCP-1547 doesn't seem very intelligent. It responds with very primal fear towards sunlight and gunfire and other forms of physical contact. I noted that it was not just humans that it avoids. Three times now on the recordings that we have received shows that even hares and certain birds trigger the physical demanifestation response. Right now, we have zero information regarding the origins of SCP-1547. Local folklore, the ritual-like nature of observed events, and interviews conducted leads me to believe that there are supernatural elements to its origins. However, it seems like there is little more to SCP-1547 than what we have already observed. I am inclined to believe that the weak psychological influence in teleportation is the extent of its powers, and hold no reality-bending or similar abilities of other SCPs that may have religious or mythological origins. If this is a deity, it is a rather weak one. As you know, SCP-1547's strongest direct influence is on local vegetation, and vegetation only. SCP-1547, so far, has only caused the deaths of 16 individuals over the course of 7 years under Foundation observation, with 11 of them D-Class personnel. The relatively low fatality should not be an indication of safety, however, as we have found no way to reverse the effects of SCP-1547 once a ritual has taken place. Analysis of the soil samples affected gives us no reason of the widespread vegetation failure, as the chemical and biological composition are unaffected. The solution seems very obvious, then. Prevent the ritual from completion thus negating the only impact that SCP-1547 is able to enact. This is where it gets tricky. As I have indicated earlier, SCP-1547 does not seem very intelligent. Perhaps it's sentient, maybe even sapient, but not exactly the brightest and, as I have already indicated, extremely stubborn. Initially, we thought that perhaps that SCP-1547 would cease its attempts if it was engaged with lethal force as it demanifests after it is engaged. One major problem arises out of this. We do not know where SCP-1547 goes. Currently, no way of attaching a tracking device has been found, and it has so far followed no pattern at all. During initial containment attempts, SCP-1547 was only mainly whizzing around in remote small villages, centered around Borneo, and affected around 10 people at most. However, we found that hostile reaction towards it drove it to slightly bigger settlements and towns, and more urban areas, and it started to appear farther and farther away from where we first started observing. When one sighting led us to an apartment complex in Jakarta, we knew we had a problem. With it going into more densely populated urban areas, it became increasingly hard to cover up the sightings, and the speed of building the structures needed for its rituals gets faster simply because more people are exposed and join the 1547 Psi group. The first observed SCP-1547 manifestation had a 1547 Psi size of 10 people, and since it was unhindered, took around 6 days to complete. The Jakarta incident affected around 300 people, 
And even though it only took Foundation agents around two hours to locate SCP-1547 after the first sighting, it was too late. Disrupting the building process, detaining the civilians, destroying the structure, all resulted in it demanifesting and remanifesting in denser and denser population centers in order to speed up the building process. At the same time, allowing it to complete the structure leads to irreversible devastation that we want to avoid. As we have been shown repeatedly, SCP-1547 is not exactly the shiniest spirit in the fairy jar. The Petrushka Protocol takes advantage of this. As SCP-1547 demanifests during the day, it is safe to sabotage the structures in a way that obstructs construction. The Petrushka Protocol is carefully compiled. Total destruction and obvious damage to the structure is avoided. Just as the 1547 Psy folk only use their bare hands, sabotage that can be achieved without the use of tools are the only ones that evade detection. Any mechanical advantage that requires the simplest of man-made tools, simple blades, mallets, or even flames, constitutes as major sabotage. Complexity is not our friend here. Of course, it's highly ineffective. It's also the only method that really works. Follow what's written, and we're safe. Break what is written and observed. We risk either exposure or environmental carnage. In a way, Protocol Petrushka is just a stalling technique. What usually takes SCP-1547-A a week or so to complete now is dragged on for months and we project the current manifestation could potentially last up to a year. Of course, it's not a permanent solution. Minuscule incremental progress is still made. However, that is the safest and least costly way that we have found to contain SCP-1547, satisfying its very basic whims. In a way, we have created our own quasi-religious ritual, attempting to appease a minor deity while at the same time avoiding the negative consequences. I suppose this is how the ancestors of years past created the rituals. After all, what is a ritual if not to merely just placate a god? A minor deity for sure, but placated nonetheless. Protocol Petrushka, as scientific and mysterious as it sounds, is just a ritual. I hope this sheds more light on my devised containment procedures. Best, Dr. Razak. Thank you for listening to SCP-1547, A Mother's Love, written by Jareth. If you enjoyed this SCP, please like and subscribe, and follow the link in the description to the SCP Wiki, and vote up to support it and the SCP Wiki as a whole.